Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 6, Chapter 61. Now, God does not wish his soldiers to grow sluggish in idleness but rather expects them to be active in the dust and toil of the front so that their valor may become more splendid through the peril of strife as gold is tested in the fire. With divine permission, therefore, it happened in the year 59 of our century that the pilgrimage we have described, so well attended, so beneficial to all, a great example for upright and devout men should become an object of envy and hatred for the malicious and gave them the occasion for a bitter attack on Philip. As they observed an ever greater number of people flocking to him daily, they began to detract from his reputation in private at first, then publicly. They said he was ambitious, over-eager for public adulation, a man too pleased with himself and trying to gather a following. Others claimed he was not only ambitious, but greedy as well, a great scavenger, so that their scheming might lead to popular dislike and offense. They added, that he was collecting a sect, stirring up a revolution, and encouraging what he had stirred up. And so they spread every sort of slander you can imagine against an innocent man. Not content with this, they filled the city with false rumors, saying that on his pilgrimage to the churches, he was not interested in the glory of God and the salvation of souls, so much as in his own reputation and that he banqueted splendidly on the most exquisite foods brought to him there in abundance. The devil saw to it that the matter reached such a pitch that the lies told about him were spread through the city so that everyone was openly talking slander against him everywhere. Though Philip became aware of this, he was confident in his evidence of his own conscience and in the promises made by Christ our Lord who said that he would remain always close to those subject in tribulation. Philip endured all the machinations of the devil and all his assaults with an undaunted spirit, quite free from fear. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What kind of things did they say about Philip? Those that were envious, that is, sad 
about his good, sad about the good that he was doing for others, sad that they weren't doing it, sad that they were seeming to be less than someone else. That's what envy is all about. And hatred. They had hatred to Philip. They were opposed to him. They wanted harm done to him. Instead of good being done to him, they wanted something bad to happen to him. And out of this envy, out of this hatred, what did people say? They said he was ambitious. What's ambition? That Philip wanted honors. He wanted people to honor him. He wanted to be well-known. He wanted public adulation, praise, acclaim. That Philip was so pleased with himself, too pleased with himself. He's trying to gather a following. Wanted to make himself the center of a movement. And not only that, but he was greedy. Now, it's possible that this is true in the sense that there are religious leaders and there were men at the time who were doing this kind of thing. And there still are, even today. You can have a very popular preacher who gains a big following. Turns out that there was money going on. There was a using all this publicity to get money. It can happen. A preacher can become primarily interested in his own praise, his own fame. It can happen. And because it can happen, they were saying it's about Philip. And we have to remember that what was Rome afraid of at this point? Well, they were also partly afraid of the Protestant Reformation, that there were people like Martin Luther and others who were wildly popular and were leading all kinds of people away from the church by their own sex. And so knowing this fear, knowing that St. Philip was a little bit out of the ordinary, people could say things about him and it would win a hearing. But it's kind of like what the chief priest did against Jesus. Out of envy, they handed him over to Pilate. And Pilate knew this. So what did they have to do to get Pilate to condemn Jesus, to, to approve the condemnation? They stirred up claims that he was actually trying to lead a revolution against the Romans. That he was setting up someone in place of the emperor, Caesar in Rome. You see, they had to make it about politics. And that's what they did about Philip too. It wasn't enough just to say he was ambitious and greedy. They had to say he was stirring up a revolution. They had to say that he was trying to do something political almost, something socially dangerous. And they didn't just stop there. They did a kind of public smear campaign. They, wanted, they, were, they started telling everyone in the room about it. It was kind of the talk of the streets. They didn't have... They didn't have social media to spread it, but they spread it by word of mouth. Everyone was talking slanderous about Philip everywhere. It's quite amazing. But what does St. Philip do? What's his reaction? He wasn't afraid. This is where we really kind of see his sanctity. He didn't go around complaining to everyone. He didn't go around trying to 
tell everyone how good he was. This is false claims. He didn't go attack. He didn't get all anxious. Why? Because he was a man of faith. And first and foremost, he believed that this was allowed by God as a means for him to grow closer to Christ. That our Lord is always close to those subject to tribulation. The more that men go away from us, the more our Lord draws near to us. Think of the good thief on the cross. Today you will be with me in paradise. We don't have a high priest, St. Paul says, who can't sympathize with our weakness, but having been tested and tried in every way like us, but without sin. Jesus knows what it's like to be under tribulation. He knows what it's like to be slandered. He knows what it's like to be hated and for men to be envious. And when we undergo that, he draws very close to us. And St. Philip looked at his conscience and he knew whether he was being ambitious. He knew whether he was doing this for money. He knew whether he was doing this to make a sect, a group. And at one level, it's probably the case that St. Philip didn't even like these pilgrimages that much. It may be the case that he found them a great burden and all these people troublesome, and he found it kind of a trial. It's very possible. And it's also very possible that he knew it was doing good. And so he, he followed God's providence. He did what the Lord was urging him to do. He followed the breath, the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. And what the Lord wanted, he wanted to cooperate with. But when he saw that people were objecting to it, he wasn't daunted. Why? Because he was doing this for God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.